0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, June 8th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Disorganized bookworms rejoice. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider a proposal to change the library user's policy, eliminating late fines. Under the current policy, library patrons are charged five cents a day for late books with a maximum fine of $3 and a dollar a day late for DVDs with a maximum fine of $5. If the assembly approves the new policy, the fines will be removed, but patrons will still be charged if they lose or damage an item. An item is considered lost if it isn't returned within 28 days. In a memo to the Assembly, Library Director Jessica Uramia writes that the policy disproportionately impacts low-income families. Patrons with a disposable income aren't deterred by the fines, she writes, but, quote, For many low-income patrons, fines act as a penalty that prevents and discourages them and their families from accessing the library. In the last couple of years, public libraries across the country have scrapped fines in an effort to alleviate inequity. The Sitka Assembly meets tonight at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. Three more people tested positive for the coronavirus over the last week, keeping Sitka's COVID alert level at moderate. Between June 1st and June 7th, one patient in her 50s and two patients in their 70s tested positive. All three Sitka residents were experiencing symptoms at the time of testing. Sitka has reported 386 coronavirus cases since the pandemic began last year. As of Monday afternoon, four cases are active, according to the city's COVID dashboard. The winner of the 66th annual Sitka Salmon Derby caught only one fish over five days of fishing. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports.
1: Fishing can be pretty good in Sitka, but there are days when it can be spotty. The 2021 Sitka Salmon Derby was a test of Charlie Skulka Sr.'s patience.
2: Four days before we even got a bite. That's the only
1: bite we got all the whole derby. But it was the right bite. Skoltka fishes out of a 20 foot aluminum skiff in an area that a lot of people run right by on their way to Salisbury Sound. It's the north arm of Naukwesina Sound. Skoltka says that going where others aren't is his strategy. Yeah, I just try to find a
2: place where there's no big crowd of people and go to work because uh, you can find them anywhere.
1: Skultka caught the fish on Saturday on a spoon after fishing most of the derby on a herring. He says he knew it was big when it came up alongside the boat and he noticed the distance between the dorsal fin and the tail, which he estimated was longer than the overall length of a legal 28-inch king salmon. The fish weighed in at 36 pounds, 8 ounces, exactly one pound more than the salmon caught by Patrick Davis, which had led the derby to that point. Skoltka will claim the $6,000 grand prize for his salmon, an additional $250 for having the heaviest fish of the day turned in by a member of the Sitka Sportsman's Association, and two round-trip tickets on Alaska Airlines anywhere it flies with no blackout dates, a prize valued at upward of $2,500. Skolka has been in the money before, finishing in third place a few years ago, but this is the first time in 30 years of derby fishing that he's won the top prize. His plan for his winnings is straightforward. Skolka's winning salmon bumped Davises into second place. He'll take home $400 and a Mercury 9.9 kicker. Kerry Gray will take home $300 in cash and a Honda 2.3 kicker. In all, 425 fish were turned in by 124 participants. The average weight of the fish turned in was 14 pounds, 5 ounces. The Derby Award Ceremony will be held at the Harrigan Centennial Hall on Thursday, June 17th at 7 p.m. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
0: This weekend, Sitkins gathered in memory of the 215 Indigenous children whose remains were discovered recently on the grounds of a former residential school in Canada. Attendees brought photos, sang, and told stories of family members' experiences at residential schools. KCAW's Tosh Kimmel attended the vigil and sent this audio postcard. Yeah,
1: he- In light of the 215 bodies that were found at a boarding school um, in Canada, Uh, some folks started talking about the history of Sheldon Jackson College, and there actually are some graves here um, on the grounds of uh, children who died while they were here. And so I think it's time that we start talking about what the specific historical trauma is and acknowledging it so we can heal and move forward.
2: There has never been and there never will be anything that has been wrong with the Lincoln Way or the Native Way of our spirituality. We know the natural rhythm of the land, the natural rhythm of the seas, of the ocean, of the mountain that stands before us and the trees and the roots of this ground. <laughs>
0: Hey shitang khc te stehen hit khc te pak wan than
1: every single person here has had to fight really hard to stay who we are because so many
0: times it is still not accepted. I ask you to think about these things and to think about the trauma that exists in your life and the skeletons that we carry around in our hearts. And I ask you to look within yourself and have some difficult conversations so that the pains that we experience do not get passed on. The Central Council of the Tlingit and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska launched a community and behavioral health division this spring. As Claire Strempel reports for KTOO, the move marks a shift towards stronger tribal support for wellness.
2: The Central Council of Tlingit and Haida already offers some social services, but it's ready to expand. Clinkett and Haida President Chasha Yish Richard Peterson says COVID-19 was the catalyst to creating a wellness division that's been urged by the tribal delegation, that's the legislative branch of the government, for years. He says there's been hesitancy to step into the wellness role because Southeast Regional Health Consortium and other medical providers already offer these services. But he says demand is so great, that everyone needs to work together.
1: And for me, I'm not so worried about stepping on toes. Step away. Step on mine. We'll figure it out. What we need to do is we need to jump in. We need to be doing this work.
2: Peterson says generational trauma from colonization, residential schools, and forced assimilation underlies mental health and addiction challenges.
1: That scar, that hurt, the trauma is passed down, you know, and you don't even understand necessarily why... But it surfaces, and we want to take a more direct um, approach to working and providing that service to our citizens so that we we can be the hand up, you know, we can be there.
2: The new division will offer programs aimed at prevention, treatment, and recovery, as well as providing regular mental health care to tribal citizens. The goal is to create a system of wraparound services. The tribe hired Dr. Tina Woods to lead the new division. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, originally from St. Paul Island. She supported the administration with self-care and mental wellness courses during the pandemic. I am a trained Western psychologist. Uh, However, I've also been trained by Alaska Native elders throughout the state. And to me, there's nothing more powerful than blending two worlds together to um, provide the highest quality of services to our tribal citizens. The bulk of Woods' career has been in the Alaska tribal health system in both administration and clinical practice. Her studies and her work have a rural and indigenous emphasis. She'll lead the tribe's existing programs, but also expand the kind of care tribal members have been getting. Woods says one of her main goals is to break down stigma around mental health issues and drug use so that people will seek help. And she says that while the pandemic caused a surge in cases of anxiety, depression, and stress, it's that very surge that's helping to normalize the issues. Because uh, as we all experience this shared trauma of dealing with high stress of the unknown, unpredictable times, we can share that together and understand what anxiety really is. Grief is huge right now. So the pandemic has created a lot of uh, Grief in many ways, it has taken away our norm. Peterson says Dr. Woods's clinical credentials speak for themselves, and he knows her focus on culture as a healer will help keep the tribe moving in the right direction. For KTOO, I'm Claire Stremple and Juno.
0: I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. Good morning.